0: Welcome to Small Town Big Business, a podcast about doing big business in rural middle America. I'm your host, Allison Hassler.
1: And I'm Russell Williams. I'm director of Ethos, which is a small business incubator, co-working spaces, and training and development here in downtown Marion, Illinois. We can't make this podcast possible without our sponsors, so we want to first thank them. Fowler Heating and Cooling, thank you, and Arcadia Wealth Group, Black Diamond, Harley Davidson, and RV the Watermark Auto Group, Swinford Media Group, and of course, Union Street Arts.
0: And if you're new to our show, welcome. Please give us a subscribe. You can listen on any of the places that you listen to podcasts, uh, including YouTube and Facebook.
1: Excellent. And we come out every two weeks with a new yep. episode so if you subscribe you can catch those
0: we interview successful business owners and get an understanding of why they thrive in small towns and today today we have Meredith Ash McDermott mm-hmm. of M Boutique, a mainstay in Marion. Welcome to the show. Thank
2: you. Thank you for having me.
0: And I'm not just talking about your business, but you yourself yes. have been a leader in this town. Don't live here anymore because you just got married, yes. but uh, but your name is very well known, and I appreciate you coming to the show. Thank you. And I talking appreciate about you. About all the me. things. <laughs> Yes, I've got
2: lots to talk about
1: and I'm glad we have you laughing because of our mistakes.
2: already. <laughs> I'm gonna make them, too so.
1: <laughs> so tell us about how your business got started. It's been here a while.
2: hmm It has uh, I am almost in business 15 years this November um, Gosh, it honestly started back when I was in diapers if wow. you will um, there are so many pictures of me in diapers and pearls <laughs> and and um, It would be like, you know, growing up a couple more years later, um, people would come over after mom had given us our baths and stuff. And so we'd have big t-shirts on for bed. And if people came over, I'd have to belt them, put a belt on it. I was good to go. And so, you know, fashion was kind of my thing for the longest time. So when it came to college and what I would do, there was no doubt in my mind, you know, I'd like to go for fashion. And so I went to Southeast Missouri State for fashion merchandising with a minor in retail marketing and marketing management. And um, after that, you know, I wanted to, of course, I had bigger dreams than britches at that time and i was like oh i'll be a buyer for a department store or Mm -hmm. something no one wanted to hire a 22 year old to do those things for them (laughs) and so you know i got to think in that summer after i graduated college in 2007 i thought well what if i just did this on my own and i remember my sister and i were at my grandparents at the lake of egypt and we were just floating around in the water and i told her i said you know what I think I'm going to tell mom and dad tonight that I'm going to open my own business." Mm. And she laughed like so hard <laughs> and I thought, hmm, okay, well, we'll see how this goes. So that night I went home and I told mom and dad, I said, you know what, I've been thinking about it over. I said, I think I, I could do it. I think I really could. And so that was August of 2007. And by October of 2007, I had a business license, and by November of 2007, I opened my store. And um, I guess I should back up a few months. Um, I knew where I wanted to put my business. It, no doubt in my mind, I wanted downtown Marion. Well, at that time, nothing on the actual square was for sale, but two blocks off, I um, was the williams hotel and i fell in love with it the moment i saw it and most people don't know why i fell in love with it because the second and third floor were inhabited by pigeons yeah. and dead pigeons <laughs> and pigeon feathers yeah. and anything that could go with pigeons yeah. and i'd be like look at my new building i purchased and people would be like okay you're crazy <laughs> and but i saw a vision for it and i knew like this is what i wanted and so when i had purchased that in august of 07 It was going to take you know some time so i opened up in a little strip mall at first and got me going and Mm -hmm. i was there for about a year and a half and uh, renovations had started on williams hotel and
1: did you know anything about renovating a building
2: uh, not so much you know my dad is a civil engineer but he was with road construction but i mean the man is very handy and has built things all his life and i've grown up around building things but Mm -hmm. Had no clue what <laughs> I was getting into <laughs> totally in a one hundred something year old yeah, building. It's old. Yeah, nineteen hundred something Whole different story, and so that was the thing. Um, you know, we thought, okay, six months project, a month per <sighs> floor. You know, two months leeway, like. We'll be good to go. Well, on month six, you know, we weren't even finished with one floor. And I was like, i got to open the store back up, otherwise we're not going to keep going. So we made it a point to um, finish the first floor, which is now where M boutique resides and has for 13 years. And um, then, you know, we continued to renovate the rest of the building, which are now apartments up there. I used to live up there, and I have also other tenants who live on the second Mm -hmm. floor. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Very cool. I want to talk to you about <clears throat> your memory growing up and why you wanted to be downtown Marion.
2: Sure. Um, gosh, it, I remember I had to be in elementary school, if not even probably younger than that. And I remember there were so many stores on. The square at that time that they'd have sidewalk sales on Saturdays. And my mom and grandma would, or my grandma would come up from Metropolis, where now I reside, and um, we would spend most of Saturday shopping the sales. And I thought, oh, this is just so cool. And so, honestly, whenever I you know, was thinking, well, where should I open my business? You know, it really wasn't much of a question in my mind. I thought, you know, let's go go downtown. Unfortunately, when um, I chose that, there wasn't much downtown at that time. And I'm very thankful for all the businesses that have come down since and also all the renovations and just the awesome stuff that's happening down here lately. Um, But I really just, I just knew I wanted to be downtown in an old building. Like, that's just been my thing.
0: Yeah, that I think that's really interesting. I remember when I was because we're Close in age, and I remember in my hometown that there would be sidewalk sales when oh, yeah. I was in elementary school, and that we would come out and do shopping, and it was a really great experience mm-hmm. to to see. And it's not like it was anything big; they just rolled out, you know the
2: <laughs> exactly, and <laughs> the that's I, items I, on the
0: <laughs> on the sidewalk, and
2: uh-huh. you would pick through them there instead of going inside. <laughs> it wasn't probably a couple of months after I had opened up in this location that I tried a sidewalk sale mm-hmm. of my own, and. I remember some ladies would just walk by and they're like, "Is this stuff for free?" I'm saying, no, it, it's for sale. I'm like, well, why is it out here? And I'm like, Well, because they're having a sidewalk sale. Well, maybe we, will,
0: maybe you will bring back the <laughs> yes, sidewalk sales. Awesome. Yeah. No,
2: I still need to pay for those items. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. It was currency. Well, there has been a huge resurgence of uh, you know just vibrancy and the the investments that have been going on. But I know that you had a big part in a lot of the. Uh, bringing things back downtown. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I want to talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit. So you had really shaped a lot of the Marion Main Street. Mm-hmm. and I wanted to talk to you
2: about that too. So okay. can you talk, talk sure. about what that looked like? Sure. Um, gosh, not long after I was established down here, you know, I was approached to be on the Marion Main Street board. Mm-hmm. And it didn't take me but a year or two to become president of that board. And I remained president for many, many, a year. But in that, you know, um, our main goal was just try to bring life back to downtown. It's mm-hmm. there wasn't much going on. And so we would just constantly try to think of different events, different things that would bring people and say, "Hey, there is still life down here. Don't yeah. forget about us," you know. And so we um it was just One event after the next, we were not-for-profit, so anything we made on each event would basically go into the next event. And we had festivals, we'd have rib cook-offs, I mean, it was just all kinds of random things, but at the same time, it was something that brought lots of people together in one time. We would always set up outside of certain businesses, and we'd switch those businesses often so everyone would try, would be able to um, benefit from that. And with doing that, you know, people would be like, oh, well, I didn't know this place existed, or, oh, this is really cool, I should come back when it's not this, crazy putt putt thing going on, you know. (laughs) And so uh, that was just really our main goal was trying to get people down here and in a fun atmosphere where you didn't realize like, oh, this is a, you know, almost dying (laughs) downtown at that time, I should say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any advice for any small town leaders that might in their small town would like to revitalize their downtown?
2: well you're welcome to come and ask me any questions (laughs) you want to hire me whatever yeah yeah
1: you know uh
2: no i mean honestly it's just kind of a a hit or miss thing there were several events that we would do that were like yeah that's not going to happen again Mm -hmm. you know it just it wasn't what people were looking for either the timing was off or it was just the event alone and um so honestly, it was trial and error, yeah. and that was our best bet. And then there were a couple uh, events that really stuck, and I think we had about five or six that were really solid events that people looked forward to every year. And that's really kind of how we cont- continued to thrive. And but honestly, it was trial and error before yeah. we ever got yeah. there. We didn't know what we were doing. Right? We just thought, well, let's try this.
0: <laughs> well, that's really powerful in itself. That. You had passionate people at Mm -hmm. the table that were willing to to go out there and try new things. Mm -hmm. If it didn't work, it didn't work. You didn't repeat it. Mm -hmm. You tried something else. And that's really important, I think, probably one of the most important Mm -hmm. things about establishing a Main Street Street co-op or nonprofit, because it is a national program, right? Or there is some national recognition of the Main Street Council. is to have the right people at the table Mm -hmm. that are passionate enough to just try
2: and that is the hard thing you know um sadly a lot of people sit on boards for recognition alone Mm -hmm. and so a lot of it was kind of weeding out those people are you a doer or are you just gonna sit (laughs) and once we got more doers Mm -hmm. than sitters (laughs) Mm -hmm. um that really helped us to kind of soar and take off on that um it's just I don't know what else I was going to (laughs) say.
1: You also have some advice for someone who might be looking at a 100-year-old building and saying, I can do something with that.
2: Go for it, but don't expect it to be done anytime soon. (laughs) You know, on ours, like I said, you know, you get into something, you're unearthing years, decades, you know, like just so many years of wear and tear. And like in my building, um, you know, we pull up a layer of carpet, and another layer of carpet was below it. And then you pull up that one, and you had a layer of vinyl. Mm -hmm. And then you pull up that one, and then you have finally the original floor. And you're like, oh my gosh, how many? And then that's like with the ceiling, You know, we took down a drop ceiling, and then we found a car siding ceiling. And then above that, we finally found the original tin. And unfortunately, over the 100 years, um, that 10 had been destroyed in different places. So we were able to salvage as much as we could and put it back up in a way that it made sense mm-hmm. instead of bits and pieces all around. But patience. Yeah. If you want to renovate an old historic building, patience is key, which is not something I had for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you're going to have to learn it because it is definitely a trying process. Yeah. And... You'll get into things you never expected, but it it is well worth it. Yeah. It is amazing. I am so happy with what we've done with the building. I absolutely love it.
1: Yeah. Who, who supported you during that phase?
2: I'd say my family, for sure. Yeah. I mean, my mom and dad have been my biggest supporters, for sure. And I'll probably start crying because what I do. <laughs> and then this makes me <laughs> cry even more. Um, but they have never once doubted me. That's and awesome. uh, especially that night when I was 22 years old and said, hey, I'm going to open my own business. No. They're like, go for it. Yeah, And they said, you know, honestly, if for some reason something happens and it doesn't work out, I have plenty of life left to try something else. Yeah. And, you know, I've thought that and Fortunately, you know, for 15 years, it has worked where I haven't had to try to find something else. And uh, I owe all, gosh, what I've gotten or where I have been is because of them, for sure. Their support has been the best thing. That's so good. Mm -hmm, That's awesome. For sure.
1: Did you also have other community leaders that supported or advocated or just encouraged you? Or were you always working ahead of them?
2: Were um, you
1: the vision setter?
2: I'd say maybe in a way working ahead. I don't really recall anyone coming and being like, "Hey, go get them." Yeah. At like I said, at one time I think people just thought I was crazy. With, yeah. Like they knew what that building was like and yeah. the pigeons. And, you know, <laughs> it had been sitting vacant for a while, and it was just more like, mm, "We don't see what you got going on here." And. Right. So I'm, I think it was just more of self-discovery on that. Like, I, yeah. I needed to do what I needed to do. That's great. That's what I did.
0: When you were first starting out 14 years ago, okay. what were those pieces that you either had to learn on your own or, you know, starting your own business and being, you know, a young business owner? Mm-hmm. What were some of those challenges that you had to face early on? Oh,
2: gosh. Well, you know, I actually would say I didn't have near... Sorry, I have a hair somewhere. <laughs> um, I really don't feel I had near as many challenges starting up as I do now. Um, at that time, I was 22. I was the youngest business owner in Marion, and um, there really weren't any other boutiques. And so when I opened up as a boutique, I kind of fl- like thrived because mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, we finally have a boutique in town. And you know, over the years, more boutiques came, which was awesome because that does give healthy competition because people then go, oh, well, let's try this boutique, you know, and they yeah. kind of go throughout. Um, do you have a niche? I do. Um, I sell only one purse once. So okay. no one ever has the same purse if you purchase it from my okay. store. In the 14 years of business, I've sold almost 9,000 purses wow. and I have accidentally done duplicates only seven times. And so if that happens, I usually ship them off to my sister, who's three hours away, and mm-hmm. <laughs> her purse won't be seen around here. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's kind of my thing is purses. Um, I do have lots of other little things in there. I try to do only limited amount of products because I want them as unique to the customer as they are to my store. Yeah. And so uh, but I think purses would be my big yeah. little, little niche. Okay. but.
1: And you were saying that your challenges was not necessarily at the beginning.
2: No, I'd say my challenges came around year five okay. when um, other businesses started to come in um, because I wasn't the only boutique anymore, which like I said, I'm, I'm happy for because that means other people are living out their dreams, but also because that gives more, like, like I said, a healthy competition. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it brings more people, and they weren't necessarily downtown yet. Um, but it just, I say, you're five, six, somewhere in there is where I was like, Oh, okay, I'm not the only one, <laughs> but it's not gonna be as easy, yeah, as it it's not gonna before. be as easy. So, you but, know, I had to yeah. adjust, and um, you know, but with all small businesses, I feel like you constantly adjust. You try to yeah. cater towards your customer, and if this doesn't work, well, let's try something else, and you just, I mean, you adjust. That's, I've adjusted a lot over the years, but. Yeah, I, I've i noticed that
0: I, and I hear a lot of people talking about going on trips just to do boutiquing, mm-hmm. so just like, antiquing, you Mm -hmm. know, somebody will, you know, a group of women or friends or whatever would go uh, to a specific location because they are known for antiquing. Mm -hmm. Do you think that Marion is getting close to that point where we're known for having boutique shops? Do you think there's that many?
2: Yes, I I really do. I think we're Definitely getting there, for sure. Um, We still are a little spread out in Marion, Mm -hmm. um, but there are a lot more coming to downtown, which is just an awesome thing. And, you know, we've, a few years ago, started the Shop Hop downtown, which is usually the weekend of Small Business Saturday and Black Friday. And that has really gotten people to realize, oh, there is more down here than we thought. And they go from boutique to boutique or place. And then I know on... Random Saturdays, I'll have people come in. And they're like, "Oh well, we were just over here, and now yeah. we're going to head here, but we saw something about all the boutiques downtown, so we're just trying them out." Like, that's that's awesome. Even if you, they don't purchase, they at least know we're here, yeah. and that's probably the best part about it. Yeah. Do you do e-commerce as well? I do not really. I do not. Um, that's another mm-hmm. thing that I'm was very stubborn and set in my ways as um, i wanted to be like an actual boutique mom and pop shop and also like i said i do such limited items and things that i don't want them to have access i want you to come in and experience you know i can remember customers who shopped some years ago and she looks at me, oh i love this purse i carried it until it wore out and i'm like oh was it the one that had the red trim and all this and i how do you remember that? But that's what I want. That yeah. was my goal was to know my customers and what they like and everything and that's I would rather have that than maybe I could make more money doing mm-hmm. sales online but that's just not what I've wanted. That's not who I am. Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
1: In hindsight, are you still happy you're an entrepreneur or, or- I am Or did you want that job really (laughs) bad at the department store?
2: No, I I definitely, I am over the department store. I am so happy. Like I honestly could not imagine doing anything else with my life. It's, you know, there's been times, especially when COVID hit where it, you know, a lot of small businesses took a huge toll on that. And it was one of those things like, well, is this the time that I try to find something else or do I, Adjust like I've had at other times and see if I can hold on. And fortunately I was able to and, you know, I just I wouldn't give up being an entrepreneur for anything.
1: So what strengths do you think that you possess or you found about yourself to be a successful (laughs) entrepreneur?
2: I really don't know. I'm stubborn. Yeah. I'm very stubborn, yeah. and I think part of it is, is i I'm not going to give up. I'm yeah. going to keep going. Even now, if, I call you know, that
0: headstrong.
2: <laughs> 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 you know, whatever you call it, it's something I'm not going to stop doing, you yeah. know, and I think that's honestly one of the ways, you know, I, it, I think for some people, you know, when things get hard, it's easier to leave, yeah. and I mean, gosh, I could have probably walked away from my business, I don't know how many times at this time, yeah. but... That's not what I wanted. I wanted my business. I can't imagine anything else. So I just forged through and found another way to keep going.
1: Can you admit any weaknesses or faults that maybe you've had to work through?
2: I'm stubborn. (laughs) Now we can call it stubborn. Um, No, uh, it's... uh, That is a lot of it. I mean, it's one of those things, like maybe it should have been a time at times, like, Mm -hmm. okay, move on, Meredith. You've got, you know, you could make more money or you could have more benefits, you know, being a small business owner. You know, you you work hundreds of hours and you don't get much reward other than the self-satisfaction, gratification and everything, and honestly, to me, that's enough. Yeah. You know, I'm not rolling in pits of money like Scrooge McDuck or anything, yeah. <laughs> but it's just it. That's just what I love. But I'd yeah. say that's part of my weakness is yeah. that this, even if it's not bringing me the rewards that if I worked for someone else. I don't right. want to work for someone else. Yeah. I very much love working for well, myself.
1: you can be proud. I mean, there's a lot of pride in ownership and creating something that didn't exist. And yes. This, this yeah. is yours. You're about to do that again mm-hmm. with a baby. Yeah. yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah, which is crazy which is another thing you know I put my business and everything ahead of time I mean I'm a geriatric pregnancy now um, because (laughs) I waited so long to actually like want to find someone to settle down with and then again also you know create life within myself and it just um, so here I am you know 36 having my first child because I put my business first for the longest time
0: you're in a really unique chapter of life now that you're going to be a business owner and a new mom yes. and newly married, mm-hmm. and so um, now that you are living in another. Uh, Another town, Mm -hmm. and you're commuting to work, which is a little bit different for you. (laughs) Gosh, yes. I used
2: to live on the third floor of my building, and so it was a six second commute, and now it's a 45 minute commute. (laughs) And my sleep schedule is not yet on par with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So if you were to run into, you know, a young 20 something year old girl in Metropolis, Mm -hmm. or, you know, run into somebody in Paducah or somewhere, Mm that is interested in starting a boutique what advice would you give her
2: oh gosh um first of all do it i mean you're going to be much happier that you tried than if you didn't yeah but also um i think going it a little slower i jumped head first and i think with me you know i guess i just assumed you know i'll just this will be enough to support me, you know. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, throughout the years, it has become that. But at the same time, when I first got started, it probably would have been nice had I had a side job or something else that I actually had that certain amount of money coming in every month for sure compared sure. to yeah. what was questionable that could mm-hmm. come in with the store. So, I mean, it just, I mean, patience is another one. I mean, do it. Have patience, go slowly. There's nothing wrong in that. Um, don't be so stubborn and hard headed, but at the same time, do. I mean, do be stubborn. It, mm-hmm. it will work out. Yeah.
1: If you had a small business incubator like Ethos back mm-hmm. 14 years ago, or really since mm-hmm. then and now, mm-hmm. what kind of services or what kind of help do you think you could want?
2: You know, I think that would probably maybe helped with the advertising or just getting word of mouth out. Like, I mean, word of mouth is one of my biggest advertisers. Excuse me. Um, But at the time, you know, there wasn't much going on. You know, most people who were on Facebook were on there because... You were in college. You know, that's when Facebook was only for college students. Mm -hmm. So you didn't advertise. You didn't have a business on there. You didn't have people advocating for small businesses. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, you know, it was really hard. So it would have been a great thing to have, like, someone in your corner being like, hey, why don't you try this route or look at this or, you know, start up here Mm -hmm. and then go from there. And I think that would have been a big benefit. Yeah. Excellent. Well,
0: is there anything else that you would like to share with us today? Mm. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I could talk for hours, so it's just a matter of if you want to hear it or not. <laughs> but
1: well, you're a wealth cool. of knowledge and experience. I mean, truly, you're yeah. a small-town you. small leader, and that's why we're yeah. doing this show mm-hmm. is look at why entrepreneurs invest in buildings uh-huh. and businesses that no one else will say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's possible
2: it is it is possible it will take a lot of work but it is yeah. possible
1: that's so cool mm-hmm.
2: Meredith how yes. did we find you Oh, well, you can easily find me um, downtown off the square. Um, now I have this giant, gorgeous mural on the side of my building um, through our arts district downtown, and but also I'm right beside Benny's, which has also been a staple of Marion for a long time. Italian restaurant. Italian restaurant, yeah. yes. And if not, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at MBoutique07, and just honestly come in. You'll get a... Better experience. Awesome. Thank you so mm-hmm. much.
1: Yeah. So Meredith Ash McDermott, thank you yeah. so much M you. Boutique in Marion, Illinois.
2: Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I yeah.
1: want to thank everyone for watching and, and listening to our show, Small Town Big Business. Uh, thank you again to our sponsors for making this possible. Thank you to Fowler Heating and Cooling, Arcadia Wealth Group, Black Diamond Harley-Davidson RV the Watermark Auto Group Foundation, Swinford Media Group, and Union Street Arts. And of course, our producer, Luke O'Neill at Union Street Arts. Thank you so much for making this possible. If you want more information about Ethos and the services that we provide, the small business incubation, the co-working spaces, training and development, you can contact me. I'm Russ Williams, and you can contact me at russell at watermarkethos.org, or look up for a Facebook page. It's Ethos at the Citadel on Tower Square Plaza.
0: Well, don't forget to subscribe to the, the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Podbean, and Facebook. When you subscribe, you'll get notifications of when we release new episodes that are released every two weeks.
1: Thank you for joining us. I'm Russ Williams.
0: And I'm Allison Hassler. Thanks so much.